Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Wow. Wow. What a week in South Carolina. You are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and if you can tell the excitement in my voice, I'm telling you, Mitt Romney, <laughs> he didn't win South Carolina. The Tea Party has come together and done something I'm proud of, and I'm going to get to it. What a week in South Carolina. I was there on the ground, and I'm going to tell you about it, and this show is going to be packed, so get ready for it now. They're going to, three things I want to tell you about today's show. Number one, first we're going to have some a little bit of news. We're going to get to the Tombstone of the Week Award, which goes this week to President Downgrade himself. Yes, he's done it once again. He's done an action, which gets this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award. And then I'm also going to give you a firsthand report about the Tea Party perspective on the South Carolina uh, primary, and then we're going to get into uh, a couple of exclusive sound bites. Uh, you'll hear uh, Rick Santor himself tell you something right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and exclusively, and also Governor McConnell from Virginia, as he was there campaigning for Mitt Romney. But I did get caught up with him to get a couple of words from him, and so uh, that. And then the third thing I was going to tell you about in the Rock of Liberty speech, I'm going to tell you about. Uh, Newt's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde image. You won't hear it anywhere else, but right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. So listen up for the Rock of Liberty speech this week. And before we get into that, let me tell you, I had a Star Wars moment. It's a Yoda moment. And I'm going to tell you about it right after this. Wow, Star Wars moment. Yes, I had one of those. And let me set the scene for you. You know, last week I came out and very frustrated with the Tea Party movement not being able to coalesce, coalesce behind a single conservative. And it looked at that point as if Mitt Romney might wrap everything up in South Carolina the way the media was talking, and maybe I fell for it. But I was very concerned about the Tea Party movement, the future of our country, and I did not want to see Mitt Romney wrap it up so quickly. Uh, when I went to the debate on Thursday night, and it was a crazy day. You remember, January 19th, Governor Rick Perry dropped out of the race, gave his support to Newt. Rick Santorum all of a sudden became the winner of the Iowa caucuses. And that was announced on the same day. And then also the same day, Newt Gingrich's ex-wife uh, had done an interview with ABC and excerpts were coming out and everybody said well Newt to be dead in the water you know he is finally the political death they've drove a stake through his heart his ex-wife has put him out he'll be no longer a candidate after all her interview comes through all this happened on January 19th the very day on that Thursday 
when the CNN was holding a debate co-sponsored by Tea Party Patriots and also the uh, Southern Republican Leadership Council. And, but the Tea Party Patriots are there, and that's one reason I was there in Charleston, South Carolina. And as I was going into the debate, when the debate started, there was I had an epiphany. I think the whole audience did. Because, you know, John King asked Newt about uh, his uh, baggage problem from his ex-wife's interview. And Newt stared him down <laughs> and said, no, he didn't want to talk about it, but he would. And at that moment, when the whole crowd erupted and clapped and heard his answer, and they stood up and then he, he just stared uh, John King down and then came back to John King and blamed him for asking such a despicable question. But at that same time, let me tell you what went through my mind. There's a scene in the Star Wars uh, trilogy, when the first trilogy, when Obi-Wan Kenobi was talking to Yoda, and Luke Skywalker was flying away. And Obi-Wan looked at him and said, there's our only hope. And Yoda looked over to Obi-Wan Kenobi and said, no, there is another. And last week I'd given up on Newt. He looked like he's politically dead. And I said, we've got to coalesce behind Rick Santorum. Now, I still like Rick Santorum. But I have to tell you, that was my Yoda moment. Because as soon as I heard Newt's answer and saw the enthusiasm of the crowd, they're getting behind Newt. And all of a sudden, I said, there is another. I knew we had two conservatives that can win. It can be Santorum or it can be Newt. But that was my Yoda moment, my Star Wars moment, when right there in South Carolina, I witnessed some political history. And I'm telling you, there is another. We got two conservatives. So last week's show, I, I told you how concerned I was that the Tea Party was not even going to get a voice. And now, thanks to South Carolina and the Tea Party in South Carolina, and all the Tea Party people around the country, yes, the Tea Party is having an influence on the Republican nomination. I am proud to say I was a part of that, and I'm proud to say you're a part of that, and I'm proud to say we are not going to stop. We've got to get the conservatives involved, and is it Mitt? Uh, no, I hope not. But it could be Rick Santorum, it could be Newt, and if Newt can keep this momentum going and not say something that's outlandish. He is in the catbird seat, politically speaking. But i got more to say about that in the show as we get to it. First, let me get to the news part. And what kind of news you want to talk about? It's got to be about the Republican nomination, doesn't it? Before I talk, start talking about some of the statistics, let me say welcome. Welcome to everybody. But we got some new folks that I met at the Tea Party Patriots uh, workshop that they held after the debate and great people from all over the country i just want to say thank you for making my stay there in charleston so wonderful i think we learned so much from each other it's exciting to know for people from new york from wisconsin from california from arizona new mexico texas georgia alabama i can't all the states they're from everywhere and i'm glad to know that people are still excited about getting this nation turned around. So thank you. Thank you, everyone that was there in Charleston. Thank you for tuning in to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. 
Uh, go ahead and link this show to your friends. Put it on your Tea Party sites. We're keeping growing. And as we grow, we're going to have an influence on this election. And we want this country to know that America has hope. And hope is found in standing strong on constitutional principles and getting this nation turned around and get this nation back on track. So that's what Doc Holliday's Tea Party is here for, to encourage you and get you fired up. And I'm glad to say that I am fired up as I got back from South Carolina because you know, and if you didn't hear last week's show, go back in the archives, listen to last week's show. I was very disappointed in the Tea Party movement for the fact that I thought right now we can't get behind anybody. And Mitt Romney looked like he was going to go right into uh, the nomination. And the way you listen to the media, and I know, <laughs> I know, don't tell me. I know I'm not supposed to listen to the media, but I try to keep up with things. But what really bothered me, and this is where we're getting into the news section, what really bothered me was the fact that we had Governor McConnell, we had South Carolina's governor, Nikki Haley, who got into power, got into the governor's mansion because of the Tea Party. And then she turned around, supported the moderate Mitt Romney. She could not uh, come to a conservative. She got, she backed Mitt Romney. And I'm telling you, <laughs> South Carolina Tea Party folks, thank you. You told Nikki, hey, you, you, we got you in there and we sure not going to agree with who you wanted to be president. So, South Carolina, I'll give you that for standing up for principle. And let me tell you, the most exciting thing, and that's what the title of the show is, Root for Newt. Now, where did I get Root from Newt? It's not from Doc Holliday. I have to tell you, it's from Tony Llewellyn from Alabama. He was sitting right there near the platform, and when the debate was over, Newt came down. He had such a great debate. Tony reached out and shook the hand of Newt Gingrich, and as he shook Newt's hand, he said, I'm going to R-E-W-T, root for Newt. And he said, <laughs> Newt uh, smiled and said, I like that. And I'm telling you, that's, that was the ob obviously the sentiment of the entire South Carolina voting population, of the Tea Partiers anyway, because they got out in a landslide victory for Newt Gingrich in South Carolina what a big win for him, and it's, uh, it's a big win for America because it stopped Mitt Romney from rolling over and the and, uh, and Republican Party saying, this is going to be our nominee, you get behind him. Now, the Tea Party saying, we have, a, we have a vote in this thing, we have a place in this nomination process, and we're going to move forward and let the debates continue. So I'm proud to say that I was a part of that there, and I am glad that I had my Yoda moment when I said, yes, there is another. We don't have to depend on just Rick Santorum. I thought Rick had a good debate. And I did get a chance to ask him what, he, what kind of cabinet he might have if he'd have a conservative cabinet. And this is what he had to say. Oh, we, we put together yeah, a very yeah. conservative cabinet. Let me assure you. Don't worry about that. And that's all I got for you for an exclusive from Doc Holliday's Tea Party. But uh, let me tell you now about this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. Some of our new listeners, you never heard of what uh, Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award is, but it goes to somebody's actions, somebody's words, somebody's deeds. But it never goes to the person themselves, but what they've done or said. So this week's Tombstone of the Week Award 
And let me remind my new listeners, it belongs to something said or done that should be buried six feet under the ground beneath the tombstone. So that's what the Tombstone of the Week Award, and this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award goes to none other than President Downgrade himself, President Obama, who has led this country into an economic mess, and uh, we've got it, we've lost our AAA rating, and now... We have the opportunity for union jobs, jobs everywhere, to get America going by building a Keystone Pipeline. And now, President Obama, what do you expect? He doesn't want jobs. He wants the government to control everything, the private sector, even union jobs. He doesn't want them. He, he says he will not approve the Keystone Pipeline. How many more months do we have to put up if somebody has no idea how to get America working? And that's why Newt Gingrich says he doesn't want to be the food stamp president. Newt says he wants to be the paycheck president. And you're not going to get paychecks if you can't get the Keystone Pipeline opened up and flowing for American energy, American economic power, and America on the move to get this country turned around, and this president gets this week's Tombstone of the Week Award because what the action he's done should be buried six feet in the ground, and I hope we can get a president that knows how to create jobs. So we got to move on to the show. Time is uh, running out because we've got uh, so much to do, but let me remind everybody that you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. And you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And let me take this moment to remind you to check with wheresamericasjobs.com. We are concerned about jobs in America, and there's a great website called wheresamericasjobs.com. Check that out and go, go see where our jobs are going to. And it's sure not going to come here as long as we got a president. It's not going to approve the Keystone Pipeline. Now, let's get on into... The rest of the, uh, well, from the news item, tell you a little bit more about South Carolina. I do want to tell you that when I went to the debate, yeah, like I said, it was an historic day already. Because so much happening, everything from Rick Perry getting out of the race to uh, Rick Santorum being declared a winner. And then also uh, we had uh, the, the interview coming out from Newt Gingrich's ex-wife. But I have to tell you, they got to the debate, got some 50-yard line seats. You know, some of you heard me talk about the Tampa debate, and I was on the front row. Didn't quite get on the front row this time, but still, it was it's really great to see the whole audience where I was sitting and seeing the reaction. And I have to tell you, <laughs> on the debate, if you were sitting on the platform or standing on the platform, if you were one of the candidates on the right side of the floor seats, they probably had more of the Republican establishment. And they clapped politely, but on the left side of the platform, if you were standing there on the left, now there was some Tea Party patriots. And I'm telling you, they did some shouting and some yelling, and you can tell that the Tea Party had an effect on the debate. I'm proud of that. And not only that, they stood up for Newt in such a good way. Everybody in the whole auditorium stood up for Newt when John King tried to Try to throw him a curveball. John King threw the best curveball that he and CNN and the liberal press could throw. And I have to tell you that Newt Gingrich 
he knocked it out of the park. And we could go into it, and, and I could tell you more, and I may do it in next week's show. Just can't go deep into details to other than say that the debate was an historic night. If Newt Gingrich goes on to get the nomination, and if he goes on to win the presidency, I believe you can look at January the 19th in Charleston, South Carolina, as the coalescence of some gravitas that come, came together and, and just propel Newt into a way that, just like I said, everybody's wanting to root for Newt. R-E-W-T, root for Newt. And some of you go, well, that guy had an Alabama accent. Well, he did. I can tell. <laughs> but I can say it pretty good with my Mississippi accent. So I'm going to root for Newt for today's show. This week's show is called Root for Newt. And I'm, I'm you know, who am I for? Well, I'm for a conservative. Uh, like I said last week, I thought we were down to Rick Santorum. It looked like there was a political death going on with Newt Gingrich. Even though he was battling and going strong, I thought, man, when they get the news out from his ex-wife, and I just didn't know how strong he was. He's been up and down, up and down. I just didn't think he'd get back up. But lo and behold, he has new life. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I'll tell you more in the Rock of Liberty speech. Got, got some good pointers I got to point out there about uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde uh, image making of Newt Gingrich. So hang on to the Rock of Liberty speech and I'll tell you more. I got to go in to tell you a little bit about the Tea Party because the Tea Party Patriots were meeting. I met with them, uh, me and uh, my Grant Soul, the, where I live. He's our Tea Party leader and we went up there and man, what a great amalgamation of Tea Party leaders from around the country, and it gets, gets me excited to think that the Tea Party is, is still growing, and you don't hear it in the news, because the news don't, doesn't want to hear anything from the Tea Party. Video response from uh, Jenny Beth Martin, the leader of Tea Party Patriots, for the, the, that'll be played right after the, the President's State of the Union address, so be sure to check that on your internet and check out and see the response to the President's State of the Union address by the Tea Party Patriots, Jenny Beth Martin. And let me take a time right now just to say thank you once again to Karen Martin from the Spartanburg Tea Party Group right there in South Carolina. If you didn't hear, hear her interview last week, go back to the archives again and listen to the last week's show and she, at that point, wasn't even sure who she would vote for. I think so many in South Carolina were exactly that way, torn about who to vote for. But when Newt hit that uh, question, the very first question of the Thursday night debate, he, did John King try to throw him that curveball, and Newt Gingrich knocked it out with a grand slam home run. People were excited, and I think it just enthusiasm spilled over to the voters Men, women, uh, you know, they, they look at all the poll numbers, and it looks like, you know, Tea Party is by a big amount turned out for Newt. And then also, like I said, and so many people said, well, women voters won't vote for Newt. You know who says that? The, the media pundits. But I'm telling you, Newt had a great, great night. But I, let me tell you a little bit more about the day after the debate. Mitt Romney was in Charleston for a for a rally, and hey, I decided I better check this out and see what he's made of. May have to get behind him and support him, even though I'd rather not. So I went to the rally, 
And there, I have to tell you, it was the best rally money could give you. And that's what really concerns me. Because let me explain myself. Mitt Romney has spent millions of dollars in South Carolina. He went down there early, got the governor, Nikki Haley, to get on his team. And so she was a big endorser of Mitt Romney. And she was there at this rally. Not only her, but Governor McConnell from Virginia. He was there uh, talking about Mitt, saying he, he's again, he's, he's uh, endorsed Mitt. So Mitt's doing his homework, getting the Republican establishment, but why doesn't he get to Tea Party? Well, you know, I, I tried to get to him after that, but I did get to one of his aides, and once again I said, look, Mitt needs the Tea Party. Get him on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and we'll talk to him. But uh, I'm still waiting for the phone call. have not heard anything out of uh, Mitt or his team, but if he wants to come on the show, I'll, I'll have him on the show, and I'm going to ask him some Tea Party questions. But... He just, just doesn't want to reach out to the Tea Party. He thinks he can win without us. And I think he's waited too late, and I'm glad that Newt Gingrich has shown that uh, there's somebody other than Mitt Romney. Now, some of the Republican establishment, like I said, there in, in the debate, they, they sat quietly. Well, they weren't quiet. They clapped, but I tell you, they didn't clap and yell like the Tea Party side. <laughs> So I'm proud of all the Tea Partiers that came for the debate. And I really believe they had an influence on giving some uh, uh, charisma and some backbone to Newt's answers. And, you know, they supported Newt by clapping and standing up against this uh, media that we know, the media onslaught that's coming even more than it is now. Because when you start talking about changing out power, we ain't seen nothing yet of what the media is going to do in cahoots with Obama and, and his team because they want the liberals to stay in power. Well, let me tell you more about the Mitt Romney rally, if you want to know, and some, most of you probably don't want to know, but I want to tell you that it, was, it had the music flowing, people laughing, people shaking hands. Mitt came in, gave his uh, uh, stump speech, and, and it was a well-organized thing. I heard one guy say, I haven't seen anything like this since JFK was running. I was thinking, well, now he didn't get the Republican nomination, did he? So, so I did. I didn't say that to him, but that's what I was thinking. Uh, but I do want to say that Mitt Romney, uh, it, he's got some great qualities, and if he gets the nomination, hey, I'm going to get behind him because uh, we, this nation cannot go four more years under the present uh, leader. But I'm telling you this, we don't need to just stop what Obama's done. We've got to roll it back, and not only roll it back, but we've got to, we've got to put in place economic policies that will lead to liberty and economic freedom for our children and grandchildren. There's too much going on, and we've got to have a fighter. And I guess that's what I want to say. More than anything, the Tea Party wants somebody that's willing to get up and fight. And so many times, who in the world would have thought, okay, we're trying to nominate the party of family values is going to try to nominate someone who's on his third wife and has some horrible uh, moral problems that happened several years ago. But you know what? It showed in South Carolina, evangelical voters got out and supported Newt in a great way. So I have to say thank you to the evangelical voters. 
even though many of the evangelical leaders got behind and said, we're going to support uh, Rick Santorum. <laughs> so many of, in South Carolina said, nope, we're going to support Newt. You know why? Because of forgiveness. Look, they talked about it on stage. Uh, the evangelicals, they talk about forgiveness, and they forgave Newt. Uh, and, you know, hey, what grace. There's great grace there. So thank you to the evangelical community for saying, yes, you can have forgiveness, and it's time to move on. And uh, Newt has ob obviously matured, and I hope he's matured from some of his uh, establishment leanings. And everybody wants somebody pure. I tell you, <laughs> you know, I told you last week it was getting down to nit nitty-gritty, and it looked like uh, for all purposes, it looked like Mitt Romney was going to be our nominee. And the, and the media had it. Everybody believing it's already sold, uh, sold up. I mean, thank goodness for the Tea Party. And I'll tell you, if it was not for the Tea Party, it would not have happened. Newt Gingrich would have never won South Carolina if it wasn't for the Tea Party. So thank you, wherever you are. Thank you, because it was the Tea Party. We are having an influence, but not only influence, it's time to get fired up and make sure that we get either Santorum or Newt in there. And as, as time moves on, and Florida's coming up next week, and we will see exactly uh, where we're going, where the conservatives go, and where the Tea Party, want, who wants, they want to coalesce behind. Uh, now, <laughs> I told you we had three things to get to, and the third thing is a Rock of Liberty speech. Before we get to the Rock of Liberty speech, and uh, that's where I'm going to uh, talk about the Dr. And Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde outlook of uh, Newt Gingrich. And as in this show, we're calling it Root for Newt. But I'm going to tell you something you won't hear anywhere else because you're going to hear it right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. But before I get to that, let me remind you, new listeners and all, there's a new book called Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And you can get that book by going to www.teaparty.ms. That's teaparty.ms. There you can order the book. Hey, you like Herman Cain's 999 plan? I told you, it lives on. It lives on on my website because you can get my new book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Tea Party versus the Status Quo. You can get it for $9.99 right now. Go to the website, www.teaparty.ms. Be glad to have you there. Check out the website and uh, order the book. Check out the other books. My first book called Walk With Me About the Tea Party. So you can check out that book also. And I'm glad that you're listening to us. Go back and look at the archive shows. All, all the, uh, the different things we've done and said. And we keep growing. And we're growing because you're linking us to your friends. And hey, the internet radio. You can listen to it anytime you want to. You can put it down as a favorite when you check your email, uh, listen to the show each week. We put up a new show every Monday morning, and I just want to say thank you for you, all the listeners. We're working together to change this nation. So let's get ready for this week's Rock of Liberty speech. Now sticking with this week's theme of Root for Newt, that's R-E-W-T, Root for Newt, uh, let me just tell you about the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde political image of Newt Gingrich. I'm going to tell you a story of 
two newts and what happened this past week with the winning of the South Carolina primary. Now, if you're a Democrat, this is the Democratic version of the story, and they are scared. Let me assure you of that. If you're a Democrat, this is what happened. They're like a vampire. They thought they had driven the stake through Newt Gingrich's political heart. They thought his career would be over. Here, the party that says family values, and now they'll get ABC News to present Newt's ex-wife, and it will end his run for the Republican nomination, and they will all cheer. But what happened? Oh, Newt's no vampire. No, he came, became not a vampire, but it was like the Democrats were thinking more like Frankenstein. Because in the laboratory where Newt was supposed to be on his political deathbed, there they hooked him up and when that happened at the debate with John King and all the liberals were saying, yes, yes, when John King was asking Newt about all the baggage that his ex-wife was trying to air the dirty laundry out right there in public, and, and John King was saying that, and you better believe all the liberals, all the media were saying, yes, that's John King. Yes, yes, we're going to trip Newt up. Not only wait for the debate, don't wait for the interview with his ex-wife. We're going to trip him up right now, and we're going to watch him fall flat on his face. But he didn't fall on his face. He took that hard curveball coming, and he popped it. He hit a grand slam. But when doing so, the Democrats felt like he turned into Frankenstein <laughs> because it was like lightning hitting those electric cords and, and they're giving that life to the political dead candidate. And so now the Democrats, because of the way they were trying to trap Newt, they have made a monster, the Franken-Newt. The Franken-Newt is what's coming after the Democrats. And, you know, it's, get, uh, it's got even worse. Now, this is what I was watching one of the networks, and Howard uh, Feynman, I believe. And yes, it was Howard. And he said, now, Newt got some of that uh, popularism just like George Wallace. Whoa, time out, time out. Newt's running the Republican primary. George Wallace was a Democrat. George Wallace was a Democrat. Do you not understand that? George Wallace ran for president as a Democrat in 1972. Now, why would somebody say Newt looked like George Wallace, had a bit of George Wallace? That is nothing but race baiting. That is despicable. I like that word. Newt used it. I'm going to use it. That's despicable. And somebody's got to call the media out on it. And that's what I... I, if, if Obama hadn't killed so many jobs with his Keystone Pipeline, I would have given Howard, uh, Howard Feynman, that, uh, Feynman that Tombstone of the Week award. That was outrageous to say that Newt was popular like George Wallace. That's nothing but trying to, trying to divide our nation after all we've been through. And, this, and, and George Wallace was a Democrat. Okay. 
Uh, but that's what's happened. The Democrats look at Newt Gingrich as Frankenstein. They see him coming together. And, 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 and one of the reasons why, because they, <laughs> you know, they want fewer government. You know, here comes the Frankenstein monster to, to uh, cut down the government workers that they've worked so hard to get more and more workers on the government payroll. They've, gone, they've worked so hard to, get, to limit things like the Keystone Pipeline. They, they bow down to the extreme environmentalists. So our president, Obama, can bow down to the Saudi Arabians. You know, it's uh, the Saudis are getting bowed to by our president. And we have an energy policy that's making us weaker and weaker, an economy weaker and weaker, as pr President Obama's plans to increase energy prices is going to hurt productivity, it's going to hurt the economy. And that's why they think that uh, Newt, Newt's new life in politics, even though they, they think they can get him on all the baggage he has, but let me tell you, <laughs> To them, he's become like Frankenstein, a monster they can't stop. They think they can, but they can't. But now, let me go in and tell you about uh, if you're a Republican, what happened in the, in the debate the other night when Newt looked like he was on his political deathbed, he's running out of money, running out of time, and his ex-wife's coming out with all this uh, garbage and airing the family laundry out in the public, and then what happens? When John King gave that question everybody were incensed they thought how could john king do that and then when newt hit that right out of the ballpark and then stared down john king and called that question despicable and people stood up and cheered that was the coalescing moment newt was already strong in some areas but something gave him some super strength and it was when Bill Clinton went into the debates and said, I feel your pain, well, the same thing happened for the Republicans. When Newt said, we all have pain, everybody felt Newt's pain because it was their pain too. And it was a galvanizing moment, a galvanizing moment that will, I do believe if Newt goes on and gets the nomination, and if he gets the presidency, you can go back, like I said, to Charleston, South Carolina, because he had his campaign. He's been up and down, up and down, but that galvanized Newt to the heart and soul of the conservative movement. Even though uh, a lot of evangelical leaders met and said, we're going to get behind Rick Santorum, not all of them did. You know, I told you, Don Wyman of the American Family Association, and he didn't put the American Family Association behind it. He just said, personally, he was going to vote for Newt. He was endorsing Newt for president, personally. So not all evangelicals got behind Rick Santorum. And I'm telling you that what the Republicans see, when I said Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, the Democrats see a monster like Frankenstein, but the Republicans see a prize fighter. They see somebody can get in the ring and throw the punches, and they can take the punches and throw them back. And that's what the Republicans see in this new image of Newt Gingrich. And that's why we say root for Newt. Wow, politics are happening faster than we can talk about. But next week's Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we will get into the more of the rock-splitting politics. 
because rocks are being split. Things are happening that nobody can predict. Hey, listen to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You'll hear something again next week that nobody else will tell you. So, great to have our new listeners. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And next week, get ready for some more exciting politics in this race for the Republican nomination. And as we're closing, I just want to play an exclusive track from uh, my conversation with Virginia's Governor McConnell and I ask him, what do you think about the November election? Can Virginia go Republican or is it going to go for Obama again? This is what he had to say. Uh, President Obama ran a great campaign in uh, 2008 in Virginia. He won by seven points. But the next year I won by 18. The next year we picked up three congressional seats. And uh, two months ago we picked up uh, the largest number of members of the House of Delegates uh, for the Republican Party in the history of our, of our state. So I think uh, the uh, common sense conservative message is resonating well in Virginia. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.